I'm just here so I won't get fined. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. How many of you want to eat a W tonight? Watson runs up the middle. Gimpy or not, there he goes. Caught out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. Caught it. I'm not fucking going seven and nine. Jones inside the 40. Inside the 30. Inside the 20. To the 10 yard line. Taiwan Jones. Pass is caught. Cooper. Touchdown. 80, this episode was sponsored by Elevated Communications LLC, a company that manages Verizon Wireless stores. Right now, go see them at 13513 University Boulevard, Sugarland, Texas, 77479 for great service that has you covered. Welcome to the Three Idiots Podcast, episode 6. Um, we got 24 days and some change to that week one kickoff. Thursday night, Chiefs against the Texans. That was that's gonna that's gonna show up really pathetic. Exactly. It's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be the most pathetic woohoo I've ever heard. Because he knows he's gonna lose week one. Uh, yeah, no, actually, 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 it's gonna it's actually gonna, no. I I, I it's, actually one hundred percent believe the Texans gonna, are gonna get their revenge. It's gonna I'm, set off the. We'll talk about that. It's gonna set off. It's gonna set off the Texans' momentum. It's gonna set off the Texans. Yeah, and it's gonna be a good one. No, no, no. And they're going to lose. And then they're not going to win. And they're going to have a losing season. They're going to start 3-0. No, they're going to have a losing season. All right. Let's try to avoid talking over each other. I will talk over whoever I want if I am right. I am right, though. You are wrong. Try not to talk over each other. I am right. You are wrong. There you go. That's better. Right. Wrong. All right. Right. Wrong. Anyways, news and notes of the week. All right. You should probably cut all this out. Right. No, I might keep it in. We'll see. Wrong. Stop. Okay. Washington football team and the Texans will not allow fans in 2020. Actually, no, the Texans are first three games. First first game, first home game for the Texans. The Washington football team is not allowing any fans at all in the 2020 season. Yeah. Um, And Doug Peterson is back after testing positive, so that's good for him. At least he's he's good to go. Alex Smith is now healthy. Ron Rivera said there will be an open QB competition earlier this week um, if Alex Smith is healthy. And today, a couple of hours ago, Alex Smith was activated from the pup list. I got my money on Dwayne Haskins. Ah, okay. Um, Alex Smith's a good QB. He is a good QB. He's a great QB, but Dwayne Haskins is the younger and more athletic choice, I guess. Plus, coming off an injury, you know. Um, Yannick Ngakwe fired his agent and is still looking to be traded out of Jacksonville. Um, he hasn't shown up for training camp, and um, he's, I guess he could pull in on Antonio Brown where he just goes completely like, apeshit crazy. Insane? Yeah. I mean, he fired his agent. That's. I mean, that's not insane. That's just like a business move, you know? Like, your agent's not getting it done. I'm going to go find an agent that can. Um, yeah, Yannick, I mean, Yannick Ngakwe is a really good player. Ngakwe. He said Ngakwe. It's not like Ngakamole. The Patriots signed Lamar Miller, uh, so now he's in there with uh, Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and someone else. James White. James White, that's who it is. Thank you. Um, Trey Waynes, the starting cornerback for Minnesota, got a pectoral injury, and then he'll be out for at least two months. Um, William Jackson III and Mackenzie Alexander and also Darius Phillips will have to fill that void, so that's kind of a big blow to the uh, Vikings' defense. Vic Beasley got placed on the NFI list, non-football injury list. He passed his COVID test, but he failed his physical. Remember, he showed up late to camp, about 10 days, right? And he shows up and he fails his uh, physical. Wait, wait, wait. 
Who? Vic Beasley. Oh, okay. So my this is just me speculating, but it could be he hurt something in the offseason and he was trying to hide it. That's why he showed up late. Was uh, Vic Beasley a, a, a signing, like a free agent signing? Yeah, he's, I think he okay. signed with the, the Titans. Titans. Yeah, yeah, I know he signed with the Titans, but was it a free agent? Or was it yeah, free yeah, agent? yeah, free agent. Okay, yeah. He got cut from the Falcons because he sucked ass, or they just didn't re-sign him because I mean, he, he was, was garbage. He, was he, was, he wasn't productive, except for he the— He wasn't productive it, enough. No, That's during the Super Bowl year, that was his only productive season. All right, so uh, the Texans signed P.J. Hall. Finally, you know— Giving him a job and no one else would. Um, Sean McDermott signed to a six-year extension. So uh, I forgot to see how um, how much it was, but he's a good head coach. I mean, yeah, he's gone to the playoffs twice. Once with uh, Tyrod Taylor, second time last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboys signed Everson Griffin to a one-year, six million dollar deal. That's yes, sir. That was a steal. That no, was a steal, a really definitely. Good a great steal. signing for the Cowboys. Thank you. Um, no problem. Who are you thinking? What? Um, the Everson people who let the the people who let Everson Griffin sign to the Cowboys for six million. <laughs> oh, the Vikings. All right. Uh, George. Okay, this is big. George Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL, signed to a five-year, seventy-five million dollar extension, thirty Travis million guaranteed, thirty million guaranteed, forty million. In case of injury, he's officially the highest paid tight end in the NFL, and he's 26 right now. This contract will take him through um, through until he's about 32 years old. Uh, I just got to correct you on one thing. He is not the best tight end because Travis Kelsey is better. He is definitely the best tight end in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, Travis okay, Kelsey speaking of, Travis Kelsey signed to a four-year extension, getting him about $57.25 million. Um so you guys know I, I, I Travis Kelsey gives me douchebag vibes, but I'm throwing this out there because he did this. And it's worth noting. Um, he announced that he's going to be buying a building for his 80, 87 and running foundation to give inner city Kansas City teenagers a safe place where they can study science, technology, and engineering and mathematics. He says that I'm purchasing a building that will be the future home of the ignition lab powered by 87 and running. A co-working space where these teens will have the support, resources, and opportunity to explore careers in STEM and launch their own entrepreneurial ventures and gain real-world experience. So that was a cool thing that he did. Very cool. Um, that was like right after he signed his you know, new contract. He might give off douchebag vibes, but um, his brother's like a teddy bear. Is he? Jason Kelsey. Oh, that's right. I love yeah. Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Um. The Bills signed left tackle Dion Dion Dawkins, Dion 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 Dawkins mm-hmm. to a four four year sixty million dollar extension, making making him the NFL's fifth highest paid tackle at around fifteen million per year. So I think Laramie Tunsil is the highest paid tackle. If I'm not yeah, top four is Laramie Tunsil at twenty two million in Houston, Lane Johnson in Philly is at 18 million, Anthony Costanzo and Trent Brown um, from Indianapolis and Vegas respectively are at 16.5 million. So Laramie Tunsil's ahead by about 4 million. So it's always I mean, good to get that left tackle spot. It's, it's because uh, it's mostly because of like what we gave up for him. We got Yeah, you got you guys he, he, have, had, yeah, he had he had all the us. leverage, yeah. yep. So, so, but it's always good to get. Uh, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not mad about, I'm not mad at all about that signing because we secured it for a pretty good, not future, you know. Yeah, like I mean, you got to, you got to secure that left tackle spot. Yeah, he's a young left tackle, and he's probably one of the top left tackles in the NFL. So, 
I'm happy with that. All right. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Deion Dawkins, who obviously is going to be protecting Josh Allen. That That's protecting a young quarterback is always extremely important. Um, the Packers signed nose tackle Kenny Clark to a four-year, $70 million extension, including a $25 million signing bonus, officially the highest paid nose tackle in NFL history. Patriots seventh-round center retires from football. Um, I don't know why I didn't write down his name. Dustin Woodard. Dustin Woodard, thank you. I know it was Wood something. I was saying Woodside in my head. <laughs> um, Actually, well, I'm going to skip that for now. We're going to get back to it. The 49ers signed J.J. Nelson and Tavon Austin. Um, Debo Samuel's injured right now, so their wide receiver core is hurting really bad. So, I mean, they got the. They're hoping J.J. Nelson, Tavon Austin, can kind of hold down the fort until they. Tavon Austin needs to stop being a bust. <laughs> I think he uh, he's been a bust. I mean, he's a good like special like. But he was drafted in the first round. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure he was drafted in the first round in like. 2011? I think K1 Austin is a really good, like, gadget player. You know, you can use him on, like, uh, jet sweeps and yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And plus punt returning and cape returning. I think he was pretty decent. He was a really good returner for the Cowboys. Yeah, I remember he almost burnt the Texans when they played a couple years ago. Yeah. Alright, so, moving on to a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's funny, I don't, but I don't think he's having a good time. Seahawks released undrafted rookie cornerback Kema Severand for trying to sneak a female into the hotel in Seahawks gear. If you're an undrafted rookie, how stupid do you have to be? He gave up his chance at the NFL. Like, or something really dumb. Like, really dumb. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, but sometimes you just want to fuck. <laughs> I guess. But, but that, I mean, yeah. did he even get any action that night? He probably did. I mean, they didn't catch him until later. I mean, they may, actually, I don't know. It's <laughs> a question. They have roommates too, so yeah, kind of weird. I don't know, but apparently they caught him on camera. The fact that someone actually saw him on camera is actually pretty good. That was a really like I've worked in a hotel, and I watched the cameras a little bit. Uh, no, you but... didn't. You played PS4, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Freaking okay, that's not the point. Ninety nine percent of the time, no, 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 no. That's no. Not this the is the point where. because look, he got caught on camera. Okay, so someone had to have been paying attention, or or someone ratted him out and they went back to the cameras to actually like check. But if it, if there was a security guard who actually like was watching the cameras, good on him because he's do, he was doing a lot better job at that than I was. Yes, because you were playing the PS4. All right, Jadavion Clowney. There's been rumors he goes to Houston. A lot of rumors about where he's going to go. But he is an idiot. He's been offered offers. He's been getting offers as high as 15 million, and apparently he didn't take it. And let me let me put some points out there. Okay, he's only a million dollars at 15 million per year. Right? He'd be only a million dollars under JJ Watt, about two million dollars under Eric Armstead and D Ford, and about two million dollars more than Brandon Graham, at 15 million per year. I think that's pretty good for him. I don't know what he's expecting. He's not Khalil Mack. He's not Aaron Donald. He's I don't not, know what he's, he's asking pass, for. He's, he's not an elite pass rusher, but he wants to get paid elite pass rusher money. Exactly. Which, and he's a really good run defender. Wants, and he yeah. can do pass and rushing. And the thing is, honestly, like this this kind of on topic, but off topic. But I, I, was telling, I was talking to you about it. But I think as of right now, the best fit for Jadavion Clowney would be to go to Houston. Especially because of how the COVID situation is going on. Mm-hmm. And he already knows the Houston playbook. 
he um he knows the players there. He's like acquainted with them. Right. And so I think if if this is a prove it year, if, if the Texans can sign him to a one year deal, and he just signs it, and this like his prove it year. Right. Then the best possible place for him to play right now would be Houston, because he would already be acclimated to the system. And I can see you know having confidence in what you can do, but his his ego is getting like too much. Also, um, he was really good in like blitz and stuff. Right. And Anthony Weaver, he's gonna be implementing a Rex Ryan type defense as well, which is a blitz heavy defense. So there's that. You guys have a new DC? Yeah, Anthony Weaver. So isn't the playbook gonna be different? Different? No, he's um he's gonna implement some of what Romeo Cornell did uh-huh. and some of what Rex Ryan did because he was he was a assistant defensive like right. assistant under under both of them. Okay. And so he learned a lot from both of them. So what he's gonna do is he's gonna mix both of them together to make a make a defensive plan. So we'll see how it goes. But a lot of people are very very confident gotcha. that it's gonna be a very good good defense this year. All right. Um. They uh the NFL lifted the rule. Or for uh, teams um, in terms of like trying out free agents so they can actually try out players now in person they still before they also needed an open roster spot and they still couldn't do like in person tryouts so now they can actually physically come in and do it they can also do virtual and stuff like that um, if they want to but they don't need an open roster spot and they don't need to follow that original rule now so um, that'll make it easier for teams and free agents to get signs last news um, happened earlier this week. Sammy Watkins took a pay cut, probably to uh, balance out Patrick Holmes' giant fat ass contract. Um, I'm pretty sure the pa- the not Patrick's, the Chiefs are pretty high up there on their uh, in the uh, cap salary thing, and they're kind of fucked right now in terms of money. So it'll be it'll be kind of interesting to see how they deal with their cap situation. But that's all I got for news. All right, topic one, we got which two games are we looking forward to the most this next season? But you can't choose week one because everyone's looking forward to week one, uh, Texans and Chiefs. Obviously, kickoff game. Which is so, a great way to kick off a game, I'm just saying. Deshaun yeah. Watson versus Patrick Mahomes. So we're all looking forward to that. We're not going to talk about that just yet. We'll talk about it when we cover week one, like, what, three, four episodes from now? So we'll, 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 we'll get to it, but uh, that one, you can't do that one. So, which which one do you guys want to start? Me? Why do you, why me? I'll start. Okay. Um, the two team, the two, the two games I'm most hyped to see is the uh, um, Ravens versus Chiefs because, like, you know, it's an offense versus offense battle, and you know, it's a, it's gonna but be they a still have good defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, I mean, the Chiefs have an all right defense, but I mean, Ravens, it was really coming along last Ra- season. Ravens defense, yeah, towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. but like at but the beginning, it was pretty trash. Yeah, but like what I'm trying to say is, it's gonna be an offensive shootout most likely. And another game I'm excited to see is the Cowboys versus the 49ers because you know, high uh, like a really good offense versus a really good defense to see who comes out on top is a pretty interesting. Interesting what? It's. <laughs> It's a pretty, pretty interesting, interesting to watch. Yeah, okay. it's pretty interesting to watch. Anything but for the Cowboys and 49ers, I'm actually I feel like I'm not sure if about you guys, but I'm kind of down on the 49ers this year. I think they go like 9 to 7 to be honest. Don't sleep on that defense, dude. Yeah, I'm not. But Plus Jimmy Garoppolo actually had a really good year. Did. No, he didn't. He was, was he was just a 
the he was there. Yeah. He was there. He wasn't just a game manager. No, he, he was. Look at his stats. Especially Debo Samuel's injured. Wait, what? What? What week is that game? I just know it's on December twenty. Uh, December twentieth. Okay, so it's later on in the season. Yes, sir. Okay, so I was gonna maybe Debo Samuel will be back by then, but um, I just don't, I'm not very high on their wide receiver core. Their defense obviously is good, but they got D Ford and all them. But even then, I just don't feel it. I'm not feeling it. I can actually see them pretty going pretty far. Again, I think they're at least gonna make the playoffs. When you look at the division, though. And we'll, we're actually to covering that division today. So, no, no, we're not. Yeah, we are. Are we? Yes. The NFC West, Nakeem. Bro. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yes. He is at another level today. I'm tired. Okay, uh, continue. All right. So, the two games that I'm looking forward to is, first, they're actually both week three games. Uh, it's going to be the Steelers and the Texans, because... Specifically for the fact that Derek Watt, TJ Watt, and JJ Watt will be playing on the same field, which is crazy. It's the Watt brothers, but that's that's just my own thing. But I think the Steelers' defense and then the Texans supposedly supposed to be a high-powered offense. No, supposedly. not supposedly. Supposedly to you. To supposedly people, to Nakeeb and other delusional Texans fans. How many, how many videos that I show you of people saying okay, that the Texans okay, offense is Okay, okay, okay. And it doesn't and mean it's going to happen. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. That's what I said supposedly. He's talking about delusional Texans fans. Yeah. Continue. No, I'm talking about good morning football. All right, well, anyways. They, they always they always butter up the freaking okay. fans. Anyways. They anyways. always butter anyways. up the fans. Anyways, and man, y'all ain't yours. We're not arguing about that right now. Anyways. I'm not. They're not going to make playoffs. All right, anyways, continue. Go on. But my second game is the Cowboys and the uh, Seahawks because it's basically for the same reason that I might said their Seahawks defense versus the, uh, the Cowboys offense, which will be a good game to watch. It would be interesting. Uh, the Seahawks and both of them. Unless the Cowboys' so. offense completely falls apart, which would be That'll really be, funny. The Dallas, the uh, that could be a that could be actually like a pretty big game in terms of like playoff positioning, since they're both in the NFC. So that could be one to watch. All right. Uh, so I got Seahawks and 49ers in Week 17. I, all my games are Week Seven, like in the later like part of the year, because. With this whole COVID stuff, no preseason, no actual games, no like or like no like actual game reps, it's gonna be kind of tough for teams to actually like get like really proficient at their defense. So the first few weeks of the NFL are gonna be kind of sloppy, and they're usually sloppy. But without with the COVID thing going on, it's gonna be more than usual. I'm gonna knock on wood right now uh-huh. while saying this that you're saying your game's gonna be in the later weeks, but if the COVID situation just just blows out of control because of everything that's going on. They might. There's a possibility of the season getting canceled. We're gonna cut that out. I'm knocking on wood right now, so this is not gonna happen. Up. But shut the fuck up. But, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. But you, we were keeping it real. It's a possibility. It is. Okay, a it's a possibility. But I'm trying to talk about games I'm excited for, and you're telling me, oh, it might not happen. I, I'm just saying. Am I wrong though? Okay. Oh, well, I mean. I guess you're not. Okay, then. Because you, you were saying that the defense is going to be sloppy or like the game's going to be sloppy and stuff in the beginning, right? Yeah. But even if it's sloppy, at the end, they might not even have games to play. Okay. So, I mean... So, what you're saying is I should appreciate the beginning of the season yes. more? Yeah. I'm going to appreciate 100%. it. It's football. It's football. Of course, I'm going to appreciate it. But in terms of quality games... The way you were talking doesn't sound like you were appreciating it. I was saying. appreciating. I was appreciating these more. Anyways. All right. 
Seahawks and 49ers, definitely. Playoff positioning is going to be major in that one, I think. Um, especially, and division rivalry is going to be big. So, like I said, I don't think the 49ers are going to be all that great this next season. I could be wrong, but they, I just don't see it. So, it might not be as like close to a game as people think. Um, you know, except for that defense, obviously. But, um, we'll see. Maybe D.O. Samuel's back by then. Uh, maybe their offense is clicking. Uh, the second game I got is Vikings and Saints Week 16. Again, a division game. Obviously, there's a revenge factor here with that bad call. You know, you, you guys remember the game. Um, obviously, that was some BS. But Vikings and Saints, that'll be a really good game. They already hate each BS. other. What? Well, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not BS. The guy who missed the tackle. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but there's still there's still there's still some like, like friction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in between the fans. Saints tend to choke in the playoffs a lot. So I mean, they've done it for the last few years. Yeah, they but, have choked in the last three years. So. But yeah, Saint, the Saints. It's gonna be in. Uh, what's it called? In, in where are the Saints? New Orleans. New Orleans. Where are the Saints? <laughs> I forgot. I had a the break. The Mercedes-Benz. The yeah. The, the what do they call it? No, the Superdome. Superdome. That's what it is. That's what I'm looking for. It's going to be in the Superdome, and it's going to be a tough game. I'm high on the Vikings. I think they're going to be able to win this game. But yeah, those are the two games I'm most excited for. Obviously, playoff contention and division rivalries are really big for me. But these these two games. Bills at Patriots in Week Eight, and Patriots at Dolphins Week Fifteen. The Patriots have a history of choking in Miami. And if the Dolphins are actually decent enough, they could potentially keep the Patriots out of the playoffs or keep them from getting that. No, I mean uh, that's a, a that's seat. a big no. That's a big thing right now, anyways, because uh, most of their defense is sitting out, which is one thing. And another thing is they're on Tom Brady. And that's true. Now they had, so obviously their quarterback situation is still in the air. That's right why now, I didn't so. mention these two first because it's all dependent on how good the Patriots are. Yeah, if they're good I, enough I, to I make, I'm not. I'm not gonna. If, if I was a betting man, I wouldn't bet on the Patriots right now. You are a betting man. Okay, but then in that case, I would not bet on the Patriots at all. All right, but so the, obviously the Bills are good. Um, so week eight, it will be finally Bills Mafia being able to kick the ass of Patriots fans. Um, then the Patriots obviously had the Dolphins. Like I said, they kind of have a history. So the, that's all I got for games. You guys want to add anything? No? All right. I'm good. All right. All right. Topic two, the most improved defenses in our eyes in the NFL going into 2020. You want to go first, Nikki? Yes. Um, right. The most improved defense, I think, is going to be the Seahawks defense, especially after adding Jamal Adams. Uh that's basically secured their safety, their secondary. So the so. player, the 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 and adding I, one player has. A, I mean, it's Jamal Adams. Yeah, He's the best safety. In Remember when Khalil Mack joined the Chicago Bears and the Bears just blew up. And whenever, whenever Jalen Ramsey, and whenever Jalen Ramsey got signed by the, I mean, got drafted by the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. That's I true. mean, they got their starters are Shaquille Griffin, Jamal Adams, Marquise Blair, Trey Flowers. Like they, they have, they have a pretty. Pretty pretty solid team back there. So I mean, I'm really high on their secondary. Not to mention Bobby Wagner, who is like possibly the best linebacker in the NFL. Plus, they drafted what's his name, uh, Jordan Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good def- defensive player. Also, I think the most improved defense next year or this year, this season, is gonna be the Redskins defense because for three main reasons. Okay, they signed Kendall Fuller, who's a really good cornerback. 
who was a really good cornerback on the Chiefs, and now he's going to be playing there in Washington. Um, the second reason is Reuben Foster is going to come back, who had a really good rookie year for the 49ers, and then he got suspended, obviously. And the third reason is because they um, signed Ron Rivera as their head coach, and he's a defensive-minded head coach. So he's going to lead that defense to like to really good success. I like the Redskins' defense. Especially, uh, what's his face in the back? Mason but Foster. I dropped the Redskins defense for the Seahawks defense in fantasy. But wow, that's that's good. Well, I mean, we're not going to say they're being good. You just know, the most technically, um, in like episode ago or last episode, so for that, you said you would pick up the Redskins. I defense did. And you'll play it. Uh, did. I did. I did pick up. I I drafted the Redskins defense, and I was thinking that they were going to be my defense for the season. But then I decided to cut them because the Seahawks defense was a free agent for some reason. So I'm like. Why the fuck are why not pick up the Seahawks defense? I mean, this is a fair point. All right, um, for me, it's going to be the Dolphins, and like you guys know, I'm high on the Dolphins. Um, they got a new DC, Josh Board. He was a positional coach, DB coach for the Patriots. Obviously, they got uh, what's his name? I, I keep forgetting his name for the Dolphins, the head coach, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. That's it. So, obviously, there's a whole lot of New England kind of vibes out down there in Miami. 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 That sounded so brown, bro. <laughs> Miami. We're going Miami. to Miami. <laughs> hey, cut this out. We ain't racists. Right. They don't know we're brown. <laughs> well, Miami. we are brown, so it's not racist. Um, biggest addition for me. You can be racist to your own race, you idiot. Yeah, but this is why this is my natural pod- language. Why are you making fun of me for this? I'm not making what fun of. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Shut the fuck Bro, up. His mom's gonna call him again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say it this time. Like, he was being a racist to us brown people. What is wrong with you? This is my natural accent. Wait till the bloopers come why? out. Oh my god, Nikib's gonna get us GTA so many views. GTA Five, the Nick- Indian guy in GTA Five. Oh my god, whenever whenever you go to rob him, <laughs> no, you know, whenever you go to rob him and point the guy, he's like, oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Come again. Thank you. Come again. All right, Byron Jones. Okay, so the biggest addition for the Dolphins for me is Byron Jones. You know about him, and he was like the big cornerback name out in the free agency. What are you? What are you grimacing for? What are you, he's he's eh? I, I don't, no, I mean he's he's good. He's good. He's really good. He's really good. He's really good. The Cowboys would have kept him if they didn't have to pay Zeke and Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott and uh, freaking wherever the tackle was, right? They signed a ta- they they re-signed the tackle right recently. Lil Collins? Lil Collins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they had the money to spread it around, they would have signed Byron Jones. There's a reason there's a big problem in the Cowboys secondary oh, right now. So obviously they got him to pair across from Xavier Howard. They got they drafted the slot cornerback, Noah Igibinahama. Um, you you pronounce that great man. Why would you make fun of his name? I'm not. I don't know how that's to That's racist. It's, it's that's hella racist. Gatuation. Okay, so it's, now it's gonna be only one idiot. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's Noah Igbenogheni. Igbenohogany. <laughs> that was worse. I think I did, but But I said it with confidence so it makes it sound right. That's how you're supposed to do it. You know, whenever everyone, hey, y'all remember when people start saying, try saying Giannis's on Giannis Antetokounmpo's name? They used to say Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> it wasn't really that hard. You just had to sound it out phonetically, and then the G just right. pronounced a Y. All right. Anyways, they drafted him. They got Raekwon Davis, who's a pretty good run stuffer. Um, 
They brought in Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba, and Kyle Van Noah. There was a time where I called him Ogba, but... <laughs> um, all right, so obviously they're trying to build a Patriot-style defense down there. Um, obviously the Patriots did very well on defense last year. So with Josh Boyer there now, he's going to be bringing some of that kind of juice down there. So that'll be really good. Brian Flores, I think, is a good coach. Obviously, offense leads to a good defense. So Tua uh, kind of, you know, bringing some juice down there to their offense will obviously help the defense. But that's all I got for the Dolphins. All right, next one. Final. NFC West. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's get it done. All right, so let's talk about the Seahawks first here. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the Seahawks are actually going to win the division. Not really? the 49ers. I think the 49ers are actually going to lose the division. Uh, Seahawks are going to win the division because their offense is very good with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They have left tackle secured with Dwayne Brown, who used to be a Texan. He's kind of old, though. But he's still pretty good. Obviously. And the yeah. biggest factor is Russell Wilson, who literally has been carrying the team multiple times. He's a Atlanta. god in Seattle. And also, also there is um, there's Greg Olson, who's also in there. I forgot the uh, Seahawks. Greg Olson, who signed with the Seahawks, and so he's got a weapon in the tight end. He's got two. He's got Tyler Lockett, who's a very good receiver. I think he's a slot receiver too, right? Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's a slot receiver. Oh yeah, so Tyler Lockett, and then they got DK Metcalf, who's a very promising rookie, or second year second now, year, yeah. rookie last year. And we already talked about their defense, which is pretty dominant. Pretty good, dominant it's going to so, be pretty yeah. good. So I'm, 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 I'm going to give the. Uh, I'm going to give the Seahawks the division this year. I agree, though. Um, I have to say, you can't... The Rams, Sean McVay is... Obviously, he, they had a kind of a, like a down year. They're obviously going through kind of a rebuild right now with their salary cap. Um, big time. Big time. Um, they obviously... They traded away... Uh, what's his face? Marcus Peters. Um, where's Marcus Peters now? The Ravens. Ravens, yeah. So, Marcus Peters is gone. They got rid of Clay Matthews. They got rid of a couple other pieces. Um, so, they obviously going through some changes, but you can't count them out. They still have Jared Goff. They're bringing back some of their offense. The biggest thing they've miss, they're missing right now is Todd Gurley. So, their offense has been running through Todd Gurley. I mean, for a no, lot. but Todd Gurley wasn't that great last season. I mean, he didn't Okay, yeah, I know, but they were still they were still expecting him to be have some kind of effect. They're, he's part of the reason why they had a down here. Yeah, he's part of the reason why they had a down year last year, you know? That he wasn't able to get past his injuries um, as well as they hoped. So they got rid of him, obviously. So now they got Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson, and I don't think they'll be able to match that kind of production. So it's going to be more on Jared Goff. I mean, that just goes back to saying that he didn't have production last year anyway. So, I mean, is it really a loss? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, they still... Todd Gurley, how, well, what's okay, the, think what, about what year this is he in now? Oh, I get what you're saying, but Todd Gurley, right? The year the, the Rams had the most success was that MVP. Was the, yeah, the, that was the year when Todd Gurley was like exactly. dominating the league. Right. So if the Rams want to get back to their Super Bowl year, right, they need their running running attack was what helped them. Yeah, I know. So they're I, not going to be. What I'm to, saying is you're, you you said Todd Gurley is like the biggest piece that they're going to miss. Right. But I mean, if, they were missing him last year. Yeah, I know. But what if he was not the answer anymore? Okay, he wasn't the answer anymore. No, That's what I'm saying. Answer. That's my point. He wasn't the answer last year. They had a down year. Now he's not here at all. They don't even have him at all. So they could be the same as last year or even worse if Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Or better if they can work. If yeah, Cam if, if it's Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. But like I said, it's, that's a big And extra. you know a lot of running backs like that perform to the, you know, 
Usually when a starting receiver or starting running back goes and a backup takes over, mm-hmm. usually the backup really takes a step up. That's true. That's so, fair. I mean... Anyways, um, they always they still have Robert Woods, uh, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff's favorite targets. They got Tyler Higby. I wanted Tyler Higby in fantasy, but someone else fucking took him. Um, Tyler Higby isn't good. He's their starting tight end. I, I take him over He's whoever decent. I got right now. I like Jonu Smith better. Um, I like Travis Kelsey better. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. He got traded in the middle of last year, right? Jalen Ramsey? No, Marcus Peters got traded in the middle of last year. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey got traded. Yeah, no, Jalen Ramsey also got he traded. He didn't got traded. He, did he get traded? No, that was two years ago. He got was traded it two years? No, it was last year, dude. Oh, really? Okay. It was in October of last year. So, Jalen Ramsey got traded. He's going to have a full offseason now to kind of get used to the playbook. Um, so, that their defense is still going to be pretty good. But, like I said, oh, they're going to be in their new stadium as well. So, that's, I mean, it's not going to be a big point of emphasis obviously because fans there's going to be reduced capacity or no fans at all so that's not going to be as big of a thing but still it's you know something to mention um but compared to maybe like the seahawks the rams are kind of poor right now because they got a lot of they're replacing a lot of players on defense obviously like clay matthews they got freaking uh who else marcus peters is gone so they're replacing a lot of players and i just compared to the seahawks the rams are not going to be able to Get up there. Um, maybe they might be able to compete against the Cardinals. We'll talk about them. It goes back to what I said. I think the Seahawks kind of win division. Yeah. Um, but the 49ers. So the 49ers are definitely a better team than the uh, than the Rams. But the only thing that's going to hold them back is Jimmy Garoppolo and their wide receiver core. Jimmy Garoppolo, is, to me, has didn't perform very well last year. I don't know what that was about. But without a receiving core, he's not going to be able to match his production from last year, much less get better. So I honestly don't expect them to be maybe like. Yeah, I mean, their defense, their defense can. They're, yes, they're de- obviously I mean, their defense, that, that's but you still need an offense to like help. I mean, as long as you have a, you have a competent, like serviceable offense, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be serviceable. But they're signing JJ Nelson and Tavon Austin, right? I'm so, like I said, Tavon Austin's a pretty good gadget. Okay, gadget but gadget receiver. players isn't going to move the sticks. I mean, consistently, consistently, not consistently, but like exactly. So you got Tavon Austin as and JJ Nelson as some of your like top two targets. They might but have how how long is a uh, Debo Samuel out? Uh, it's not. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Yeah. So Debo Samuel broke his. Foot. When when did he break it? It when was that? back. It was earlier this off season, June. Okay. Yeah. Then you should probably be back. Like. By the second half of the season, we'll keep him off the like, field. Yeah, he'll he'll be there in the second half of the season, but he's missing <coughs> all of training camp. So yeah, it's gonna be hard to get on the same page with this. So he, yeah, plus he's got to be in football shape. Exactly. Okay, the Cardinals. I think I believe will be like either a fringe playoff team or they'll ba- or barely miss out because they have a nice. They, their offense is nice. Kyler Murray's in his second year. They have a nice receiving core. It's complete. Their defense is their Ske- their defense is their defense is sketch. sketch it's sketchy. It's sketchy yeah, right. they they have they have good they have a good secondary, yeah, but like their, their front line, their line. linebackers could use some help. Then their front line, their their front seven could use some help, yeah. and their O line could also do a little bit better. 
But like to me, the the Cardinals are building a nice team together for like the next two to three years. I can see them being in the playoffs and maybe even I, Super I Bowl actually, contention. I actually think that the, the Cardinals will have a very high powered offense. I think it's just gonna be their defense. So yeah, so I see them going anywhere from like eight and eight to like ten I mean, and any quarterback that has Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk to throw to. Yeah, that quarterback is a lucky quarterback. I I can I can see them going anywhere from eight and eight to ten and six this season. You know, they might. I, I think they might miss out on the playoff this season, but I think that yeah, they I, definitely. Would I, I think they would barely miss or out if the if they were to miss out. I think they would barely miss out Correct. unless if someone can step up big time on their I mean, defense. I think, I think right now, if they did draft, are, they did draft Isaiah Simmons. So like, if if two teams are going into the playoffs from the NFC is West, right? Yeah, yeah. If two teams are going up from the NFC West, I believe it's going to be the Seahawks and the Forty ers Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so you, who do you guys think is going to win the division? Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, easily Seahawks. But okay, who? Okay, how about this? Who's going to get second in the division and potentially Forty ers I think the Forty ers or the Cardinals. They're just going to both be average. I think they're both going to miss out and be. I'm going to say if we're, if we're talking about someone who's going to get second in the division, I think I think it'll be the Forty ers Yeah, the Forty ers But next year definitely could be the Cardinals. Cardinals could actually win. If they, they uh, you know, defense. you know, this year they could win their division if they actually know how to. Isaiah Simmons, if he's as good as advertised, like way better because he's a very good hybrid player who can play anywhere from safety to yeah, DN. Yeah, he's, so he's a very versatile. He player. can he can do he can move around and if he can help his team in a good way, he can make an impact on that defense. Yeah, but I mean that Seahawks offense, their their team, their defense is too sad. Right exactly. Now. So, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't think the Cardinals could pull out a division win, but they can definitely be out the 49ers. No, I can I can see them. Pull out like actually no. The playoff. defense is too stout. The 49ers defense right now is way too stout to like yeah to beat up. So I think this year for sure it's gonna be the Seahawks and the 49ers that are like competing. Yeah, I, I think Rams are still I mean, in last Cardinals, though. Cardinals are gonna compete. I don't think Jared Goff is a franchise quarterback at all. Like no, the Jared, money Jared, he got paid was it, it was a fluke season. The system carried him. Yeah, Jared, Jared Goff is a game managing quarterback. If, if he if he has like if he has the pieces around him. Like actually elite pieces around him, then he can like basically he did not carry that team. That team was carried, but this was actually Todd Gurley who carried that team. Yeah, that I team mean, was carried by team. Todd Gurley, and then so we we already talked about that it was Todd Gurley who was pulling. Exactly. This episode was sponsored by Elevated Communications LLC, a company that manages Verizon Morales stores. Right now, go see them at 13513 University Boulevard, Sugarland, Texas, 77479 for great service that has you covered.